Okay, so um, it's my privilege to um, share the word today um, and to, to preach in this amazing atmosphere. God is already moving in this place and he's already been speaking to us so powerfully um, about our chains and all those sort of things and it's amazing. I want to show you an image and the image I'm going to show you in a second is, is about how I feel, how I felt this week and it's this. Whoever, whoever has seen this pop up on a television set, I remember in the old days, the old days when we were tuning in the TV, you remember, you'd, you'd get the young people have never seen this before in their life, because they just plug it in now and it works. Um, but you remember in the old days when you used to have to choose UHF and you press the button and it just until it finds a signal. This is how... I've been feeling this week like, like there's no connection and no signal. And while we might joke about it, and it, it is funny because we used to have a great old time when we used to have to tune in all five channels that we might have. And we, and we might get out the coat hanger and, and use the coat hanger. That's how I felt. This Actually, God was putting that in my mind. Like That's how I feel at the moment. Like I'm not connected with the right cable. Like it, 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 it's, it's like I've just put the... The, uh, the coat hanger in the back there and I'm hoping for the best and, and some channels drop out halfway through and some signal comes through and some doesn't and I really felt like that this, this week as I was seeking God and all of us can feel like that, we can feel like we go through seasons where God is distant or God is disconnected from us, where God is not necessarily on our wavelength, where we feel like he doesn't see us and he doesn't hear us. And God reminded me of, of David, of the writer of the Psalms and, and all those stories that we read in the Word about the things that he's gone through and all the torment and trials that he went through but yet he ended up being a king and one of the great kings and one of the great worshippers of, of, of the, the Bible days. But all the while, while he was a man who was flawed, a man who suffered, a man who was tormented, but he was still a great man of worship. And, and today, as we reflect on, on Christmas and 10 days away, we celebrate the birth of our Saviour. And I just want to uh, align this with our series about Jesus. And today I want to talk about Jesus, our hope. Because without hope in Jesus, we are nothing. Like Pastor Ben shared last week about humility about humbleness, They're coming from the word hummus, which means dirt. And without God's grace in our lives, we are nothing. We are just mere dirt. And without Jesus, our hope, we are nothing. And so, hope aligns itself with faith. And faith is a complete trust or a confidence in someone or something. And the definition of hope is a feeling of expectation. So, and a continuation of our faith that we might be expectant, a desire for a certain thing to happen or to, to change. And hope is the soil in which we exercise our faith. So we have our faith, but when we really want to exercise it, we put it into hope. And Larissa was so right with these words, you know. There are so many words that we sung today. I, I came here this morning and I dropped Grace off, she was here doing words, 
And, and I just was moved by the lyrics of the songs that we're singing right now. And you know, the weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. Because my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I can preach these lyrics right now. And this is the good thing, is that when I feel like I don't have words, God led me today to so many scriptures that I'm going to share with you in a moment. When I feel empty and disconnected, when I feel like it's fuzzy and I can't tune into the right channel, then God puts us in places. He sets us up to be in places where we sing these lyrics. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it into good. I'm not backing down from any giant because I know where the story ends. It just goes on and on and on. He, we, can, we can tune into his wavelength. We can tune into what he say, says about us. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I dread? I call to you. You hear my prayers. There's no one like you on this earth. No one can compare. Holy Spirit, come and move. Break us. Holy Spirit, guide us. Let each step bring us to your heart. Holy Spirit, give us peace. My comfort, you hold me when I am weak. You make me strong. You lift my head. Death has no hold on me. Fear has no hold on me. Chains are broken as you set me free. Holy Spirit, come and move. When we don't have words, when we feel like we're in despair and we feel like we're in chaos, we have places where we can connect with Him, places where we can connect with His Word and what He says about us. I can't find the other one. You were going to, you did. No, not that one. He, he, we, did, um, we did Amazing Grace this morning, and I took a photo of it because I wanted to talk about it. Past my dolphin pictures as I was down the river this morning, God was giving me dolphins. What about this lyric in, in Amazing Grace? The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield. He will my shield. He will be my protector. And my portion be as long as life endures. So often in chaos, and I stand before you a flawed man. A man who doesn't spend anywhere near as much time in his word as he should. But I'm a man who will seek God with everything. Because I have hope in Jesus. Why don't we just pray right now? Let's just pray. Oh Lord, I thank you that you have been with us in this place and you continue to be with us. Whatever we feel like in this place, God, you would say that that is not of you. I rebuke all feelings of insecurity right now in this place. Feelings like we're not enough and and we can't live up to the expectations that what church puts onto us, because I would know, I pray right now that Jesus, you teach us that you are enough for us, that we don't need to uh, 
align ourselves with anyone else's thoughts but yours. For you are the one who saves us and you are the one who came. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Ben shared in the prayer meeting that we celebrate hope at this time of year and the star that hangs here was the thing that guided people towards Jesus. And ultimately that we celebrate in the Christmas time the Messiah, the rescuer of us and our hope. And you know, my life in the last few months has been a a life of turmoil. God used situations in my life to teach me about wisdom and to teach me about all sorts of things. But in the midst of that, he broke me. See, often when God tries to teach us stuff, he'll, he'll break stuff. He'll take stuff off of our lives and he'll smash it in order for us to seek him. And there's a verse I've got on this screen and all of these are going to be out of order because I'm freestyling right now. But um, where is it? Here we go. This is the verse that God popped into my head and, and God just placed into my head in, in the right time and for the right season because it said, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom... You should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Who knows in the midst of trials that it's often really, really hard to consider it pure joy. It often is really difficult. You know the message version of this. I'm not going to look it up right now, but the message version of this basically says that in the midst of the trial... Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing you have faced produces perseverance, the message version basically says, and your faith life will be put into the spotlight. The things you do in your faith life will be put under the, the Bunsen burner, because amongst the trial, that's when our faith comes to action. And I was really judged by that because I did seek God and God cut some stuff off in my life. But at the same time, I still felt like I didn't live up to it. But God is the one. Jesus is our hope. Again, those feelings of insecurity in me were were not placed there by God because God loves me. God is a father who cares for us. Yes, he will correct. And yes, he will realign. But Jesus ultimately is our hope. And our lives must imitate Christ. You know, so often in this period of time, in this Christmas period, we get so busy in life. Life just becomes crazy and chaotic. And I love speaking into the chaos because that's where I believe God has called me to speak into in the lives of people who are going through chaos. But for all of us at this period of time, Life gets crazy. Life gets chaotic. There's family things to go to. There's church events on. There's dinners here. There's work breakups there. There's university breakups. There's school breakups. There's our seasons are full and our calendars are full. But 
How often do we get bogged down in the stuff that we forget about the one who we're really celebrating? We, we get led away from the things that keep us anchored in, in, and, and connected to him because our lives are so busy and hasn't time just flown. It feels like only yesterday that December started and here we are and it's almost 2020 already. And life can slip by us in, a, in, a, in an instant. The year can be gone and, and, and we can be stuck in the same rut that we were stuck in at the start of the year. But if our lives are to imitate Christ, one who served and ministered, but he was also one who took time away from the busyness of life. He, he went to the mountain. He took time away to refresh himself. He took time to stop the striving and the working and the pushing forward in the day-to-day mundane life. And he took time to just be still, to slow down to settle himself. He took time away from those who were closest to him, his disciples. He didn't feel obligated to stay with them while they were in the middle of the busy season. He said, no, I'm going to step away because I need to be refreshed. And how many of us in the midst of chaos, we, we get stuck in the trap of just being in the moment. We get stuck in the trap of being the helper all the time. We get stuck in the trap of saying yes to everything, but sometimes God would have you in a place where you just need to say, I need to stop and I need to refresh. Because if you don't, you get burnt out. You get burnt out and and you replace the things of God with other things that try and fill that void. I'm going to get to my scriptures because Juanita helped me so much to get all these together, I better read some. I just love focusing on the hope that is Jesus, because without him, I I don't know where I would be. I'm going to try and read from this book and hope they align, they will, because that's how we did it. But I just love focusing on the hope that is Jesus, because amongst the chaotic, chaotic lives we live, The hope of Jesus is the thing that sustains us. The hope of Jesus is the thing that sustains me. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope, a hope and a future, a hope. Hebrews 6, 19. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul. Firm and secure, it enters the sanctuary behind the curtain. The thing I want to focus on in this verse is it's an anchor for our soul and it's firm and secure. You know, if you put an anchor into sandy soil and it's not designed for that and it doesn't quite go into the, into the surface, then that anchor will be dragged and whatever it's tethered to will, will be dragged. So if you're a boat and you anchor yourself into into a situation where it's not quite secure, then you're going to get tossed and froed. You're going to go to and fro and you're going to be pushed by every current. You're going to be pushed by every wave. But this says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. 
Because our hope in Jesus is something that we can rely on. It's something that is solid. It's something that is strong. Hebrews 11. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It is hope. It is confidence in what we hope for. We hope for healing. This verse says, I have confidence in healing. We hope for a breakthrough in our situation, in our finances. This verse says, I have confidence in what I hope for and an assurance about what we do not see. If you're believing for something, this verse tells us that what we do not yet see can come into action. And last week, I remember I shared here from the platform as I led that our words, there is power of life and death in the tongue. And this verse right here connects to that. God is reminding me how much that connects to that because what it's saying is that we have assurance about what we do not see. If we speak into situations and we speak life over situations, then those things that are, are dead and buried can be resurrected. Those, those issues in our life that right now feel like they're overcoming us and they're too strong for us and we have no way of coping with that, this verse here says that I can speak into that situation. I can hope for something and I can be assured or guaranteed that if I speak into it long enough, God will come and move in that situation. This work, I found it very interesting as I was studying that the amount of times that God puts hope amongst chaos or amongst anxiety. I was amazed at that. And look at this verse, Psalm 42, verse 5. It says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. So this verse is talking about a time when the writer of the Psalms, probably David, he was in that time when he felt disconnected. He was in that fuzzy time when he was trying to tune into God. Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why am I feeling like I am feeling? Why am I so disturbed within me? Why is my mind so disturbed? You know, we get images that Christianity and this faith walk that we're on is meant to be rosy. And we're all meant to sing hallelujah, joy to the Lord all the time. How are you, brother? Oh, great. God bless you, brother. I'm filled with the joy of the Lord. No. This verse here says, Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why, is you, why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. And this is why I am confident in God's Word. Because today, as I prepared for this message, in the busyness of this season, when I felt I had no words, I turned to the living Word of God and I said, God, give me something. Give me something because I feel like I'm so downcast and disturbed. But God, you give me a word for this season. 
you give me a word for this church. And as we begin to worship today, God is saying to us all day that we have, he has great plans for us and those plans are to prosper us and to make us conquerors. This word here, I want to focus on this last verse down here. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It goes on to say, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Can, Damien, can you look that up for me in the, in the NIV translation? And I'll come back to that in a minute. Because... He, we have an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. 1 Peter 1, verse 3 to something. Psalm 94, verse 17 to 20. In the message translation, again, when we're going through anxiety, when we're going through battles in our mind, and again, God was revealing to me this, and, and I was so amazed yet so comforted because in this generation, in this time, we all have conflicts of the mind, mental health is prominent. And we're not living 10 years ago where someone with a mental health issue would not be talked about and we wouldn't discuss it in a church. But I'm here to tell you that all of us, or many of us, battle things in our mind, whether it's depression, anxiety, feelings of insecurity, but Psalm 94, verse 17 to 20 says, if, what did I look up? Yes, if God hadn't been there for me, let's be real here. Let's, let's be real and connect with this verse right now. If God hadn't been there for me, I never would have made it. If God hadn't been there for me, I never would have made it. But the minute I said, I'm slipping, the minute I said it from my mouth that I had fault, that, that I was feeling this way, the minute I verbalized it and said to God, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I don't feel like I'm in control, your love, God, took hold of me and held me fast. When I was upset and beside myself, you calmed me down and you cheered me up. I like this bit here. Where we talk about, about the anchor holding fast again. The minute I said I'm slipping and I'm falling, your love God took hold of me and held me fast. It didn't let me slip. It didn't let me fall. It kept me secure. It kept me there. Have you got that verse? Thank you, Damien, for your help. No, but that's okay. 1 Peter 1, 3, and then it's like at the end of that. 3, number, anyway, it doesn't matter because I'm preaching here. Living hope, so go. I'm going to go back to that one. Where is it? Because at the end of this verse, if you look it up later on, it says, into inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. And then it goes on to just talk about how good God is in his, about his salvation, basically. But again, 
It's not something that'll slip. The inheritance, a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. You know, back to this verse, you know what the NIV version says in here? It says, when anxiety was great within me, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. When anxiety was with me, your consolation brought me joy. And when we go through trials and when we have weakness, we can get stuck into thinking that that we can get stuck in that thinking that we have a weakness and it's something that God is going to look down on and judge us for a weakness. But this word says, in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, it says, My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly I would... Whoa, my version here. Therefore, most gladly I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I have hope in Christ. I have hope in Jesus because I know there are areas in my life that are, that are weakness. But this verse says, I will boast in my infirmities. I will stay humble and I will acknowledge that I have weakness. Just like Pastor Ben shared last week about one of the characteristics of God, uh, Christ came as a slave, he was humble. We can acknowledge our weakness. We can be humble in that. So today, I believe all of us can focus at this Christmas time on Jesus, our hope. And it would be my prayer in this Christmas time that we might have faith that surpasses our feelings. So often in this day and age, we get stuck and we get stuck in the zone of feeling stuff. And that's okay because we are human beings after all and we all have feelings. But I came today to talk to you about that and say, May your faith overcome those feelings. Because I don't want to live in a place where I let the way that I'm feeling, the way that I'm feeling dictate who I am. Because God's word, as we've read today, says that I'm not those things. God's word says that I can have hope for a future. God's word that says that I can speak into situations in my life and that God will begin to move in those areas and change them. God's word says that in my weakness I am strong. God's word says humbly come. Humbly come to him and he will give us grace and he will give us peace. And so as we celebrate this Christmas season, we celebrate the birth of Jesus, our King, our Saviour, coming as a baby We celebrate the Prince of Peace. 
and among all the chaos and all the confusion of Christmas time. My prayer for you would be that you understand what it means to have hope in Jesus. That you understand what it means to not be reliant on being tired and weary, worn down and weak, but that you rely on the one who was born and who died as a sacrifice for us so that we might no longer give in to the feelings of this world. We might no longer give in to the insecurities of this world and what this world says of us, but we might have hope in Jesus Christ, our Saviour, our Redeemer. Why don't we just bow for a moment? As we close, band, I don't know whether you want to come, just for a moment. Lord, I thank you that you're here amongst lives that might seem chaotic and confused. And I thank you that you come and you bring us hope. I thank you for your word that is living in our lives. If only we'd open it and pay attention to what you say. Lord, I I pray that you stir that in us in this busy time that like you, Jesus, went away and spent time with the Father that we might find time for peace in this busy time. We might find time to reflect on what your word says about us. Lord, speak to people right now in this place, I pray.